Thank you for listening to Men Talk Ubuntu podcast and being a valued member of our community. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube, Instagram, and other social media now for access to our latest updates. DM us and let us know what your mental health is on a scale of one to five. Take care. One of the people that really interests me is James Baldwin. Um, and the reason is, I feel like he, unlike Malcolm and, and Martin, he was sort of in the middle. And not only that, but he had a really interesting perspective on this whole issue with, um, I guess, with racism, right? Around how for a big part of it, you know, we're made to think that you have to question your self-worth as a black person. But what his thinking was, you have to ask why a certain white person wants to believe in this idea of there being uh, a, a nigger, right? Because for them to, to, to want to believe in this subhuman, something has to be wrong with them. So, you know, so <laughs> it was a really interesting way of sort of like, I guess like viewing the whole issue around, you know, black versus white. Um, and another person would be Frederick Douglass. And that I think that was just because of, you know, because obviously he's probably one of the biggest uh, uh, abolitionists or a black American abolitionist at least. And the work that he did, because I got to watch this documentary called, um, ex no, not Exterminate the Brit, sorry. It's on Netflix. It's got Will Smith on it. I think it's called The Amendment. It's a really interesting documentary. And um, on there, you get to see some of this work that Frederick Douglass did. And it, it, it made me think one thing, and when I believe it's not really a popular opinion, but it's made me believe that to an extent, black people today in comparison to then are complacent. The reason I say that is because we're now in a position where we afforded certain luxuries. So, you know, you have, you have a pretty good paying job. So you don't feel the immediate threat of being hosed down or having canines, um, you know, let off. Right. Um, and no one's calling you racist shit openly all the time. Sometimes it still happens for sure, yeah. but yeah. it's not as frequent, right? Yeah. Um, or or so, as normalized. Yeah, exactly. So now we're just in, a, in that sort of place where people can afford to kick back. You know, it's like, well, if I become, if I try to become an, I guess like activist or whatever you'd want to call it, then I may lose my job. I don't want to lose my job because I'm comfortable, right? And so, yeah, so, so my, my opinion, I guess after having watched, you know, some of those people uh, back in time have had to go, go through, it's just like, wow, what would they feel like if they were, you know, if they were up there looking down on us, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, like, because 
then my dad sent me something to watch for James Baldwin, which is, I mm. think, I'm nobody's nigger. I think that's the one. I'm not your nigger. I'm not your nigger. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you just see how he was navigating the times and mm. his ability to articulate and argue or have a discussion with these other people. And you can see, because it can't all be done by violence, like, you have to almost present that image that they're, I don't want to say not expecting, but that alternative image, which is to some extent what we're trying to do. And mm. you have to get people to see that you are human because that's like, I, it is a crazy thing because it, it doesn't even compute. <laughs> to most yeah. like, most like, like, how? And I, I'm, I think thankfully it also doesn't compute to a lot of people in the modern times because they've, yeah been they have friends like it's really hard when you get to know and understand people to hold certain views of them uh, it there's anyway like it, it's it, it's it's a mad one um <laughs> i love that you've then also taken it to frederick Douglass, yeah. because yes i mean compared to someone who grew up in slavery mm. grew up without knowing necessarily who his father was just knowing that his mom was there and she's having kids and it's like i don't want to say like livestock but that's kind of the way things were seen you know like where you grow up initially and you don't even have a spoon you're fed like an animal out of a little trough or a bowl like yeah you're not fed a nice little warm meal with your five a day you're kind of <laughs> fed slop you know yeah. compared to that and to go from being someone's property to being becoming your own man learning how to read becoming an author becoming a powerful you know public speaker and an advocate for change and an abolitionist you'll hear about abraham lincoln and he'll get his dues but in the same breath most people won't know about Fer frederick Douglass and mm. all the other myriad of people who've sort of yeah. taped the way and yeah it, it is hard it's it's hard to be complacent i mean we we say people are complacent now because if they don't have a tv oh my gosh they're living in the poverty line you know like, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a luxury and mm. it's like in hr i guess a lot of people work might be bad and the circumstances might be bad but mm. because legislation kind of protects them and because they're paid okay you're not paid a pittance compared to other people like it was a few decades ago where mm. just because of the color of your skin, you were capped at how much you could earn and there's nothing you yeah. can do or say about it because now you can earn pretty much a fair ish wage. There'll be disparity. Of course, mm. people won't think to protest and to riot. And because the threat of violence is there, but again, it's not the same. Mm. Like we're not getting hosed down. We're not getting dogs sent on us. Thankfully, because maybe the times have changed or because there's phones, st murders still happen. But mm. the mass second class citizenship treatment of, of uh, people and other other races and, you know, nominations has changed. So, mm. <sighs> so, so I mean, I guess, I guess um, it's just that like our our struggle now is different. Right. They were fighting um, different struggles then. So I guess like what we and this is why I like what James Baldwin argument was sort of, uh, or at least his view on this matter is that um, don't worry about 
the white person and you know and, and when i say white person we, you know, we're talking about the you know that the racist white person right don't worry about um trying to please them or you know be this for them let just like work on yourself right because the moment you understand that this person has a problem for like for them to be racist and talking about your three-fifths of the human being well clearly they know you're not right it doesn't add up and um i remember one of the really interesting things i came across is an article where the english so this is i can't remember what period this i think it's probably 18th century or 17th century i can't remember but the the english were using the same rhetoric that they use now for black people they were using that against the irish you know they used to call irish people um savages and the reason they did that was because it was all a technique because i think um well i don't really know much of the history in terms of like the, the english and the irish uh so i don't really want to speak much on it but it was just really interesting for me as far as being able to see uh this cartoon being drawn and having white people hating other white people but they're using the same rhetoric that they use to try to demean us and then you know things like that make you just realize yo why am i wasting time in trying to you know level with this person because clearly something's not right with them they got insecurities for days so i'm a work on myself right because all i can do is make sure and and, and i guess that's a big part to like where we have to have that awareness and empowerment where we don't need to fit under or like you know just live a life that's comfortable enough that we don't rock their boat we just have to be able to do our own shit and i guess that's sort of like what i think overall on the whole matter yeah yeah now i'd 100% agree with you and think like say you've got to understand and you've got to get informed you can't expect other yeah. people to understand if you don't and a lot of us just it's it's a lot of work but we've got to yeah. get to know our history and then you know how to rebut some of what's being said like if someone says oh well savages or whatever you know that's the misconception that's the story that was told yeah. there's there's other research where people literally went out and they were like these civilizations not these mm. people in hut these civilizations are more advanced and these are the reasons why this is what they're doing that we're not yet doing they are ahead mm. of us in these ways if you're aware that that took place i think one of the best books for me that i came across was how europe underdeveloped africa and again some mm. people have paved the way for how you can facilitate these discussions and mentioned mm. on this podcast before akala it's like a british rapper yeah but also many things entrepreneur yeah. activist many many great things and yeah. he is a beautiful example of somewhere you can or someone you can look to for how mm. to frame these discussions someone who's showing you how to do your research where mm. to get your facts from because they're there you just might not know where they are and that way you can meet people with more than just anger you can meet them with actual yeah. knowledge and send them away because sometimes they can argue with you but they can't argue mm. with the facts and if they argue with the facts mm. 
there's nothing you can do with someone like that you know <laughs> yeah for sure like uh i'd want to listen to 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 carl because i've never heard of him before oh um, okay i'll put you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah put me on for sure like you know um it's really important to have our own narrative right because for the most part it's been written for us right yeah um and so i just think it's you can't have you know that purpose that we we're talking about if you don't have your own narrative you if you can't write your own story then how how do you expect to know your own purpose right yeah i mean i love the story or the narrative that mm. black for 30 sort of promotes because i think it's a mm. it's very much a a thinking platform i'll say i'll put it that mm. way like you can't listen yeah. to your episodes and not think or have your thinking <laughs> be challenged wherever yeah. you're from like you you've got to listen to some of these like <laughs> the heavy light on some of these topics and i i love how you speak quite candidly so what what's mm. say the goal with the narrative or what's how are you hoping the narrative unravels on or with black for 30 like what's the, what's well, the... so what i want is for people to just start thinking you know and and just promoting an an area or a space where we can just start talking about these things we don't necessarily have to see eye to eye on every particular matter right and that's not my goal i'm not trying to um you know sort of like convince someone into anything of that matter right it's just about being able to start thinking about some of these issues that we've had to to uh, that we've grown up with right and challenging some of the perspectives that we have on particular matters um so yeah so I, I guess what i just want is for people to be able to start thinking for themselves and to just start having more conversations with substance because i think as black people we love like hanging out but for the most part all we ever do is just talk about really superficial things and we don't ever really get anywhere and i think once we start having circles where we start to have a lot more serious conversations and not to say as in to stop partying because like we can still party and i'm for partying for sure but you know uh, just starting to actually have some serious conversations. And I think that will help us in terms of healing and growing. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, again, you know, a man of many talents going beyond the call of duty and, you know, just straight house <laughs> serving you are to everybody. And like the fact that, again, if we go back to, you know, how you're paving the way, it's that thing of like, you don't like if you don't like the the road you're walking on you start paving another one and you seem to do that with everything you do but you the, the road and the, the way you're paving it has so, so much more substance meaning and more intention because you have gone through that um that perspective perspective to kind of find that deeper meaning within yourself and this is something that i personally think that we don't really take the time to kind of pause and do that so, you know, the fact that you're doing it and you're out there and you're also having these impactful conversations because when we go into such things as history, like there's people that really and truly don't really know their history. And especially when you think of such things as Africa um, and their history, even though, you know, the West came in, infiltrated all these European countries, 
took a lot of our history. You know, we don't really have our history in our own library books. You have to go into such things as, you know, the Western side of the hemisphere to find what the history was like. And even a lot of that has been taken away, taken away. So the fact that we're now, you, you know, you're creating the chance for people to have these engaging conversations, not just to engage, but also to learn as well. Because I know, for instance, for me, I've, there's a lot of my history as much as, you know, I know the history of Zambia, but in terms of my family roots, there's a lot that's most probably still uncovered. I, I you know, I'm not aware of, but again, it's these kind of conversations that kind of break that mold for you to kind of dig deeper because um, as I've said in even previous, pre previous podcast is that we, you know, we as you know, people of color, black people, Africans and things like that, where, as soon as we come into um, the Western side of the world, we're pretty much numbed and suppressed and, you know, yeah. get on with where you are kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, what kind of impacts have you, have you seen from other people creating this environment to have these conversations? And so, on top of that, I have, so, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. All right. So yeah. So 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 what I'll, what I'd really love to also find out is, you know, what kind of impact have you had to the people that have been engaging, the people that have been, you know, spectators, and what's the, the you know demographics of race that's also been in in there? Because I think at the same time when we're speaking about this, it's also good to also have allies and advocates from different races who yeah um fair enough they may not fully understand what it's like to be in our shoes but at the same time they're standing with us because they're let's say for instance unlearning and relearning you know something that you you, you do you know and you, you you master because i think when it comes to these kind of conversations there's also a lot of things that need to be unpacked to you know new things essentially yeah so um so as far as what i've seen or like how i've seen such conversations discussions as in what impact they have um so i guess i'll probably take it to my group of friends like and and i think so it's just refreshing uh, because I, I tend to just have a really small circle of people that I really talk to on a, on a personal level. So um, when I think of it that way, just the different conversations we've had at different periods of time, I think it's just really refreshing um, because, you know, you're getting to share and realize that like, you know, you, you're not as different as you may have thought with, you know, someone who grew up in a different country um, uh, or different continent, you know, um, and also a big thing is, and I guess I've also found this out with just doing my podcast as well, is the amount of humility when you realize how much you don't know, like, for example, about your culture, because I know there's, there's still things that I'm going to, I'm going to find out and I'm going to learn either about just being a black person or about being a Zimbabwean that I never knew, you know? And so I guess that's what really makes the journey interesting for me because 
as I'm doing this, I guess it's working in, in two ways where I am getting to grow within myself because I'm getting to read and find out a lot of things that I had never questioned. You know, you, you spoke, uh, Shai, you spoke a bit about the, the book called, uh, is it the Underdeveloped Africa, you think you said? Yeah, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa. Yeah, you know, uh, I read a book that was talking about, well, this was more focusing on, on like tax havens and stuff. And like, I guess like just how Africa was exploited, you know, of its resources. And it's just crazy because you're learning these things and we're never taught, you know, you to what you're saying, Ray, you know, you're not going to find that in, in a library. Uh, because obviously, if the idea is to suppress knowledge, then I'm not going to make it accessible, right? So um, it's it's in no way beneficial for me to, to have all this historical information, uh, which is accurate about Black people. You know, um, I follow this Instagram page. And to, like, to be honest, like, it's not like I've fact-checked everything that they post, but what I really like though, I think it's called African Archives or something along those lines. But what I find really interesting about that page is they're just trying to challenge the, I guess, the history we've been told, you know, because it, from the accounts I've seen, it does seem inaccurate. Um, if you watch this, there's even a really good, and I guess this is this is actually fact-checked, fact-checked, so like it's actually better. Um, there's a, documentary called exterminating all the brutes that's a really good way of like just getting to see some of the ways where you know we were there's just so much information that's in, that's been suppressed or um essentially doctored to make it seem as though um you know we've always been this inferior race uh, we've always just been these inferior people who need to be civilized and who need white people or white Christians to be there to, you know, to show us the way or show us the light. Um, so I think these conversations are really good because, um, you know, whether right or wrong, I don't think that, I don't think that, of course, there, there is the matter of right or wrong, right? But I think a bigger part is just being able to, to challenge your way of thinking now and just open yourself up to, I guess, things that are outside of the norm, the, the rhetoric, right? Because we live in, in a world where, I guess like for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic. So I think you're doing yourself a favor by finding your own truth and not just letting you know people tell you uh, we, we're surrounded by fake news nowadays, right? So it, it, I think it's even important now more than ever for, for us to be able to to have these conversations, but then also, you know, do our own research. Yeah, totally agree. And I would, I would go as far as to say, yeah, that, that point of find your own truth 
not i'm just gonna say whatever i like and this is my truth and you have to accept it like they sit in facts and figures yeah like, yeah yeah there there is a historical view that you can take and there are historical records and research and you know, documents that you can refer to it it also for me strikes me that rather than even see it as you need to find allies and all this thing this is one of the things with us with the ubuntu approach as much mm. as we're focused particularly on black men and the black community mm. it's a global community you know anyone mm. who is curious because this goes back to social constructs things like race the fact that you can say someone's you know one x bit human and all this or they're more close to enough this it socially you have to make that acceptable and one of the ways they did that is with research and all sorts so it goes to the point if we're arguing that race is a social construct and therefore it doesn't really exist it was only made in order to get to a use people as a means to an end yeah. and not see them as a means in themselves which we all are then we can say that as a social construct we can change it that's the view mm -hmm. and we can all agree that perhaps if it's just a social construct that was made up for nefarious reasons maybe we can get rid of it because if you are from where i'm from and you're from zambia and you're white and you're born there you're zambian mm -hmm. just like if you're in the uk or in australia and you're black uh, you were born there you are british you are australian the mm -hmm. idea that your race dictates where you're from is frankly i suppose ludicrous your location mm. might and that's all just because uh, anyway let's not <laughs> we won't get too far into <laughs> all that but, yeah 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 you know like and you know you can get a citizenship elsewhere so what does it really mean mm. if you can adapt it and change it that way it all mm. ties to there's this like you said uh, gaslighting came to mind where you mm. what is the insecurity with people you have to get people to feel this sense of pride of i belong to this country and this country is better than that mm. country essentially no one's going to want to mm. say i belong to this country and it's the worst country in the world no it doesn't yeah. work that way if you get them with yeah. pride it's just like i belong to this football team or i support this team and they win or they will win you have to evoke that in people if you say to people mm. we are all global citizens it's all one country let's lose borders things change right which they can do like we can we can live a very different way just like probably covid has shown in in certain ways it's mm. tightened up borders in other ways but hey i just anyway i don't want to go on a no. rant or a tirade you <laughs> but, know like but, but, but i just I, i wanted to say to that point it is not the intention to separate by learning your history and just like say mm. there's a lot to be proud of there's a rich history to read about and learn from and never know whose roots are tied into it everyone should know more about everything i have mm. no idea about a lot of countries there's 54 countries in africa i mm. don't know anything about most of those countries and i've not been mm. there i probably don't have friends from all of them either mm. there's i think 44 countries in europe I've not been to all of them and I have no clue what the history is. I don't know who moved mm. where and who did what. I think there's only 30, I know, who knows? Like there's all these countries, right? And there's all yeah. these histories and most of the histories are connected and linked. That's travel mm. is really amazing for that. It shows you how one thing affected another thing. And even if you look at how some of our history has been written about, 
go back a thousand years, it's different. Mm. Don't mm. just go back 500, 600 years. So we've got to expand how far we go. And like Ray said, you have to know where to go to find these things and the things to yeah. engage with. But ultimately, engage in the conversation. Let's all get to know each other. Like we're, we're living yeah. here together. We may as well, right? Like, right? <laughs> shouldn't be with you know, someone in the house and just never ask them anything about them. Like if, if, you, if I get to know you, you get to know me. I think variety is the spice of life. As much as mm. I want to know about my history, I'm also very curious about other people's histories because I'm genuinely curious about other people and their experience as well. And mm. I think it's a much more enriching and rewarding life. And I'm extremely thrilled for your platform because it, mm. again, it pushes the conversation forward. It makes people have the conversation, whether that's from a black perspective or any perspective, because I'm sure you're very yeah. open to have anyone. So you've mm. got to check out the, the platform black for 30. You've got to engage in the discussion. You've got to feel free, get informed, get educated, get proud, <laughs> like it's get critical. Think, think about yeah. it. Like, yeah, just, don't just swallow <laughs> things whole, like, Hey, figure it out. You know, it, it's yeah. a great way. That's again, it goes back to living a fulfilling and meaningful life that this might help us appreciate more what our purpose is and what we need. And, what are the simple things? If if you know who you are, then life is a lot simpler and you're already happy. You, you won't need perhaps all these other superficial things. You'll be proud of just who you are and your heritage. Mm. Yeah, like, like I, I um, you know, to, to, I like what you were saying because like we, we live in a war now where everything just gets polarized, right? So it's like, it's always an us versus them black versus white and you know the, the idea should never be learn about yourself or about you know yourself as a black person and with the intention of you then hating another race or you know because and, and you know how there's uh the misconception where some white people feel threatened by how you know i, I guess this idea of black people taking over and then um you know, asks just, I guess, revenge, right? <laughs> um, but it's like, the, the idea is not for, for, for there to be an us versus them, but then it's just about learning to understand yourself, really. That's just all it is, right? Because if we're saying most of our history has been um, suppressed, then I think it's only fair that we're like, we really know and get because by understanding our own narrative, it, it makes us more comfortable with our self-image and our own identity, right? And it makes us a better person, not for yourself or your immediate family, but for the world as a greater whole. And I think, you know, to your point, this shouldn't be just a lesson just for us Black people, because if you're, you know, you guys are based in the UK and I'm based here and it's not like every interaction I'm going to have is just with a black person. Right. So we all want to be in an environment where at the end of the day, I could be speaking to uh, a Lebanese or I could be speaking to, you know, a Greek person, or I could be speaking to a white Aussie and we're, you know, empathy. We all have the empathy to be able to understand and have intercultural conversations. Thank you for listening to Men Talk Ubuntu podcast and being a valued member of our community. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube, Instagram and other social media now.
for access to our latest updates. DM us and let us know what your mental health is on a scale of one to five. Thank you. Yeah, because I mean, even as soon as we go to Australia, you've got to then mm. think, who are the truly indigenous population? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uncomfortable truth. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah. That's a good conversation all the time out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, and we then see tremendous science don't quote me <laughs> we then see what happens to that population in terms of how they deal in my opinion with the trauma of having your population decimated your culture reduced to almost nothing not celebrated all these things your perception of yourself diminished and i'm sure you end up seeing things to do with addiction all sorts of other behaviors and if you go to, let's say the other big one, big population like that would be the uh, indigenous, original indigenous population of the United States, for example, mm -hmm. you'll see a similar occurrence. Mm -hmm. That's because their populations have been reduced so drastically. I would argue if you expand that to anywhere that colonization existed, anywhere yeah. that the culture, the history, the accomplishments were rendered asunder or whatever. Mm. It's the same, but we don't look at it as much because the population is so much bigger and it seems like everything's working okay, but it's not. Yep. But if you look at the actual disease, not just the little mm. symptoms and everything, it's the same thing. Just like what yep. led you to go to the therapist was the introspection. Mm. This is where our, I think our communities need introspection. And this is where mm. these discussions become the starting point for that. Because mm. these are discussions that are to go on in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. All the way. Yeah, like, sure. We're not going to answer the, you know, we're not going to solve all of these things. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> we can't. Malcolm and, uh, <laughs> and Martin couldn't do it. Marcus Garvey <laughs> couldn't do it. You know, Walter Rodney, who wrote uh, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa, couldn't do it. You know, yeah. I'm going to beat James Baldwin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like, I mean, now, though, it's like we can, we don't necessarily have to have a James Baldwin or an MLK, right? Because un unlike what we have now, they never had technology to be able to have a wider mass of black people to be educated and to be able to then start standing up for themselves right so it's a lot more different so you needed you needed that icon or that figure but i think because we now have exposure to the internet it, it makes a lot of us more conscious uh, at least if we are driven or interested enough to want to know all right so I guess that's sort of like what makes it, what puts us in a, in a better place. Seems like once the road is paved, it's mm. an easier road to travel. And when mm. your stories of history are based around the difficulty in paving the road, but now it's paved and smooth, it's a bit hard to know what comes next, isn't it? <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I guess understanding, because at the end of the day, right, what we hope to achieve is equality. And 
we're not there yet as far as that's concerned um because i think for for a big part of it we're we're given um these symbolic gestures of what it is but we don't really get to see you know true equality um and i think a part of that is to do with the approach with which we have the conversations at least when we're having them across cultures because the way i see it a lot of like white people for example have issues with dealing with such difficult conversations and it's because there's the element of guilt and they feel shame because they think that they are immediately responsible for things that happened years ago right so i think it's it's about the understanding that the conversations that we are having are not because we're trying to point fingers right because this is shit that you know your great granddad did or whatever the case may be right um but it's not something that it, you have a choice now because you know better right so should you continue to do the same things that your great granddad did when you know now that you know uh calling a black person this derogatory term is not okay even though it may have been you know back in the 60s so i think a big part of it is just being able to understand or creating an environment where you know both the black person and the white person can feel comfortable in having a conversation to create in that safe space i i totally agree with that and um i think there's different elements of it but it all starts with conversations um i recall having a conversation with someone who they basically used to live again i know you you're not too familiar with the uk but um mm. there's a place called blackpool um famous blackpool yeah. um it's, it's it's on the coast coast side and it's it's a kind of deprived kind of area um predominantly white and uh they've obviously got their they've always had their perspective so with this particular mm. person I was speaking to they basically said that as much as a lot of white people are coming to their realization of what racism is because previously it would be the notion of like oh i'm not racist but really and truly they're the people who are given these microaggressions who still don't understand them um and not understanding the actual effect it's having on that person whether they're black asian or so on and so forth but this particular conversation i managed to kind of have with this person um because again we, what we don't hear nowadays is as much as where as black people having these conversations we don't hear white people you know coming forth and having these conversations but this particular conversation this person was basically saying when i was born and again this comes to the whole programming as you said as soon as a child is born into a family they're programmed with all sorts of microaggression you know racism things and they don't even know any different and they grow up with that mm. not thinking any different but this particular person said that they were racist um because their family were racist they grew up in a racist area you know anything that had any connotation with black they would you know condemn it left right and center but this particular person 
went as far as I went on my own journey and I'm really happy to speak about how I went from admitting to being racist and going through that whole journey of knowing, not just knowing, having these conversations, understanding, unlearning things and being very open of what my journey is to not be racist and what that means. It's not just saying I'm not racist, you mm. know, um, but it's all about that as we said previously that introspective side of it having that self-evaluation and taking corrective measures to progress you um especially and and I, I felt really empowered the fact that this person was one admitting that they were you know some form of racism that, that, that they had racism whether it was low medium at the end of the day racism is racism no matter how you want to measure it the fact that they've gone through that transition and they're still being proactive and trying to bring more collective white people to bring that understanding of you know what racism is and what it has and where it all started kind of thing so you know totally i, I, I totally agree but i just thought i'd throw that in because I, I i felt that that conversation really highlighted the conversations that we also need to here as well as much as we're mm. also having them we also need to hear them if that makes any sense yeah like definitely like i think it, it's quite commendable that that person even had that conversation with you to start with because i um i was i was talking to a friend of mine you know and we were just having a similar conversation as far not not similar in the sense that we were um just identifying how it's difficult for white people to talk to black people and black people to talk to white people um, genuinely, because there's just always like this little bit of um, tension that's unspoken, you know? Um, so a lot of those conversations should be had, but it's just, they're rare for a start, which is sad. Um, so I guess this is to hoping that, you know, a, a lot more people start to not only have those sort of conversations that you had, but also that you start to get people, you know, white people who are at that point where they're willing to go through that journey of being able to accept that they, you know, are or were racist and they're willing to work on it. And that goes the same for black people as well, I think because there are black people who are racist, so. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah, it goes to the first points you were bringing us when we started this discussion. It's all about awareness, doing some introspection and questioning your thinking, as well as the mm. thinking of others. Mm. Being black doesn't give you license to have these discussions and facilitate <laughs> them. Like You have to learn how to do that as well and how to react. <laughs> Don't assume you know how just because, yeah? That's, yeah, don't do that, yeah? You need to learn how to do that and how, because some of these conversations might not go how you envision them. And if you don't have the tools, if you don't have the information, the resources and the practice, then it might not end up being as productive as you might imagine. So start safe, start on platforms like this if you must, but understand your limitations as well, again, Fungai is encouraging you to think. So please think before you do some of these things. Just have a thought about it. 
don't just assume you know better. You're also learning in this. Go in with a humble mm -hmm. mind. Remember those key values, empathy, humility, and yeah, dig in on that resilience. Mm -hmm. I, I'm almost drawn to, because we're talking about paving the way and there's mm -hmm. this rich history. Giannis, we'll stick with basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, his team did some amazing things um, mm -hmm. and they've, they've won uh, an amazing title so mm. he's someone who's coming from greece where you wouldn't necessarily think black when you think mm. Greek, you know and i was introduced to him by a friend of mine who definitely isn't black she's definitely greek and yeah. it just shows you how when you are around the right circles and you're all like-minded ubuntu mm. then <laughs> the discussions can take place and they can be productive and you're all working mm. towards understanding each other overall that's the key mm. when we look at those who came before us such as maya angelo and she says i am human so nothing human will be alien to me it does mean you know about hatred you know about racism and you know about looking at the guy from or the woman from the other tribe and some of your relatives saying you can't marry someone from that tribe or from some other country or wherever mm. you know about that mm. so we're not going to act like we're on the moral high horse or higher than thou mm. at least we know that we can understand these things you've hated mm. someone or just not liked someone before yeah, you know, so don't act weird when someone doesn't like you just because you're black. I, yeah, you didn't like someone else because they had bad hygiene or who knows, they like different music. <laughs> yeah. So relate to it, empathize and go from there. Don't just assume you're right because that's the same logic that was so easy for other people to buy into by thinking I'm right, my color's right. Or as the late, great Paul Mooney would say, I got the complexion for the protection, right? <laughs> why, <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> And just remember, if you are someone who perhaps doesn't regard other people's views and doesn't question your thinking and you keep doing all these things, we've seen what happens in history and in recent history. Like James Baldwin once said, you know, God, is it God sent Noah the rainbow sign? No more floods, fire next time. <laughs> yeah that's, that's like the that's the last line right um, yeah hey you keep messing around there's gonna be some fire out here right? <laughs> it's only one way i'm trying to say all that because i'd love to pick your brain even more about i, I wanted to ask you so many questions about not just transitioning into careers and dealing with all this but even on to just being a creative and trying to get your content out there but as always, we run out of time. <laughs> we'll just have to have you back or do more together in the future. So sure, that's, that's the sure. only solution. And <laughs> yeah, one thing when you shared your story or your history with marriage as well, another person who paved the way, there's a gentleman, David Allen Greer. I don't know if you know him. You'll know him from some no. comedy films. You, you'll know him when you see him. David Allen. Okay. I, I heard a wonderful interview with him. I think anyway. And he, he was saying, I think he's been married twice. Mm. I think the way that the question was phrased was about failure. Oh, do you think it's failed mm. or what happened? And he said, mm. my marriage wasn't a failure. You know, mm. we met, we were in love, we did mm. great things. I think he, with one of his wives, he had a, a child. He said, we had a child just because it ended doesn't mean that it was a failure. 
Mm. And there's that view again. Some people are in your life for a reason, a season, mm. or a lifetime, and mm. the length of it doesn't determine whether it was a successful relationship with that person or not. So, yeah, it happened as it was supposed to happen. Is the main way to perhaps look at it. So, I'm, and I'm very mm. glad we didn't go that way, and you didn't refer to it in that way at all. And I think mm. that that's a very healthy and good way to look at all these things. It's just we're moving through life, you know, and yeah. paving the way, and you sharing that. <laughs> paves the way for other people you know it encourages people to still look for love and fall in love but also look for that in a healthy way and understand what it means to you and perhaps what you're lacking or not so ah uh, i was gonna ask you who you who your biggest fan is but we won't get into that we'll go into our closing questions man i could talk I, to you all day okay <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll kick us off with the sure. closing questions quick fire okay. they're less open-ended really fun to okay. hear what you have to say about these. So question sure. one for you, Fungai. What is the best thing about being Black? Oh, shit. Okay, that's your first question, bro. Um, uh, huh. It would have to be our genes. <laughs> say our genes, yeah. Um, because like we've got so we've got really fucking great skin. I don't have to worry when I uh, when I go out on the beach. Um, you know, I mean for sure, like you know, put some uh, um, what is it, sunscreen on and shit. But uh, I don't have to worry about like you know getting burnt after being in the sun for twenty minutes. So fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 And that feeds perfectly into the next question because you've got the right melanin, you don't have to worry about being extra toasty or burnt or anything like that. You're just looking yep. fly, you know that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the question is, who taught you how to shave? <laughs> no one actually. Yo, crazy thing. Um, I actually learned how to shave from, so I used to work as a carer and so I used to look after people who had spinal cord um, injuries. So that's how I learned to shave because I had to actually start by shaving someone. <laughs> Was this a machine shave or a wet shave? Nah, like proper, like with the razor. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was really trusting because, you know what I mean? I could have just easily... Yeah, cut him. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I won't get into the story too much, but my mm. first and only wet shave on my face was when I was in hospital. And I'll never forget, was with one of the nurses, a man named Simon. It was amazing. Mm. And yeah, you have to be very trusting. And it's... Right? The barbershop's an intimate thing anyway, but... Yeah. It, it's different with a wet shave as well. But yeah, there's... Yep. Lovely, lovely to hear that. <laughs> lovely to hear that. What resource do you hope people still use a hundred years from now? Ooh. Any resource? Any resource that comes to mind. Um whatever format. That is books yeah 
because um, I think a, a big part of like us as uh, humans, right, is uh, we love storytelling um, in whichever way. I think every discipline in some formal way is telling some story, right? So I think, yeah, books. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, again, in the, in, in the style of storytelling, Huh. What do you wish more men spoke about? <laughs> uh. Women in a different context. Because um, I think for the most part, when, when we hang out, we, we, we talk about uh, women and, you know, it's always about, who you smash or who you're about to smash, right? <laughs> I think for, for the most part. So I think um, changing the type of conversations we have about women, um, because I think it will help us in some ways have better relationships. Because if I come out and, you know, we hang out on a weekend and I really tell you that you know, I'm struggling with my relationship for whatever reason, you know, you might, you might have gone through something similar and you can actually help me as opposed to just sort of me bottling it in and, you know, thinking I can solve it myself. So, yeah, women. Amazing answer. Amazing answer. And I also want to take the opportunity as well to, you know, thank you very much for your time today. Um, it's given me that introspection as well of, you know, who you are and how I resonate as well in terms of what you said. You've also taught me a lot in terms of what I'm going to take in the future as well um, when I do get married. Um, so that's definitely a big one for me. Um, alongside everything else with, you know, the Black 30, as I'm still 30, you know, um, early doors 30. <laughs> I'm not going to say the exact number, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you know the. I think who said it? I think it was uh, James Baldwin as well. He said something along the lines of you know, ordinary things are behind such things as talent, discipline, love, luck, and above all, you know, having that patience and you know just hearing the patience that you have, and understanding that we all need that patience as well and just that time to just stop have that introspection make the links with everything to know where we're intentionally going in the future um it's given me a lot of food for thought so i thank you for that sure um and and uh i, I don't know if your guests are allowed like normally say this but i just want to thank you guys for, for for this opportunity and i think it's always like really, uh, I'm quite grateful. And like, it's always like really humbling to just, I guess, uh, meet people who are, you know, who have a similar mindset, but then also just also appreciate what you do um, or your company in general. Uh, so yeah, just wanna thank you guys for having me on for sure. It's mutual, it's mutual. Uh, thanks for helping us uh, break stereotypes about black men and mental health and show people how not just tell them but show them how you can 
replace guilt and shame with empathy, compassion, and humility with a dash mm. of action. Mm. Reyes thanked you, and I will take it upon me to keep with our theme and actually praise and commend those who came before you, your parents mm. for the sacrifices that they made, the people who wrote the books and produced the resources that engage your mind and spark your ideas, and all the previous generations who you benefit from with your menelin. <laughs> and of course, yeah, thank you for sharing your experiences and being with us. And thanks to you, dear listener and watcher, if you've stuck with us for this long and gotten the value that you need out of this, do check out Black for 30. Um, are there any other platforms or what's the best way for people to search uh, for your platform to sure um I, I yeah the, the best is uh, instagram uh, at black for 30 uh or you could hit me up on email at admin at black for 30.com fantastic mm. remember he's working in hr as well yeah don't be expecting he's gonna <laughs> reply randomly he's got things to do uh, it's not a black people business thing he's got things come on just like us we got things to do yeah say that job <laughs> free how much do you want gosh but do engage honestly listen to the platform listen to the content it will make you think it will help you understand how to have some of the discussions and conversations that we definitely need to have as individuals and as a community it's a force for good and if you put some wood on the fire, you will not regret it. Connect, collaborate, engage, or just show some love. Yeah. Thank you so much and take care. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to follow, like, share, and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to our latest episode and listen to any you missed and tune in next episode. Take care.